You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 98. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm a business consultant and coach who has helped hundreds of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six-figure years without burning out in the process. Data. I know it sounds boring, almost mind-numbing, but your business success depends on knowing your data, aka your numbers. Because you see, business comes down to a numbers game, regardless if you're a service-based business or an e-com business. Business is a numbers game. But numbers isn't just about financial numbers. There are so many different numbers you need to be mindful of in your business. Why? Because it is imperative to know your numbers so that you can maintain focus and have visibility on what is going on in your business collectively. So you can make better short-term and long-term decisions for your business so that it grows, so that it's profitable. So my question to you is, are your numbers up to date? Do you even know what numbers to be measuring? Because if you know your numbers, you will know where you're at in your business. You see, for example, your financial numbers are able to signify several necessary things about your business. They will tell you whether your sales income is on track, whether your costs are under control, and how financially successful your business is at any moment in time. If your numbers are not up to date, it is as though you're running your business blind, literally blind. Imagine driving a car with a, like a blindfold around your eyes. You definitely should not be doing this. And that would equally apply to your business. So do you, do you know your numbers or are you, you know, running around blind? So I am so excited to bring on a friend of mine who is also one of my business mentors. I first met the amazing Felix over in the Maldives on a mastermind we were in, and he absolutely blew my mind as we were sitting out on the yacht watching the sunset. He is an absolute weapon when it comes to numbers, and he's going to join us all the way from the amazing Germany, where we're going to talk to you about what data you should be focusing on in your business, what is your value growth chain, and what the hell does that even mean, and what you can do now to start tracking your own business data. I'm telling you guys, I've always been tracking my numbers to some degree in my business, and I do this also with my own clients, but what information and knowledge in just awesomeness that Felix showed me in the last, you know, what is it, a time of recording, six, seven months has really stepped my business up substantially. It's stepped what I do up with my clients. The guy is just a weapon and I can't wait for you to listen to this amazing episode. But before we hop straight into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, please share a key takeaway, a fun fact about the episode, anything you want over on your Instagram stories, and be sure to tag me at Angela Henderson Consulting, because when I get tagged, those things, they just put a smile on my dial. I also want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my brand spanking new Instagram mastery for business owners with me. That's right, Ange Henderson. It is a step-by-step guide for getting visible, getting booked, and growing your business with Instagram 
all for a one-time offer of $27. That's right, $27. Because what I have found in working with my own business consulting in my one-to-one clients, my mastermind clients, and my group coaching clients is that so many business owners struggle to understand Instagram and are left feeling overwhelmed, deflated, or just posting with no strategy, which means no results for businesses. But this simply doesn't have to be the case. In running my first business and now my second business, I've used Instagram immensely and know a lot about this particular platform. So in my new program, Instagram Mastery for Business Owners, I'm going to teach you and you're going to learn how to get started on Instagram, how to nail your Instagram bio, four ways to use Instagram for business growth, what types of content you should post on Instagram, understanding what time to post on Instagram, how to optimize your content with hashtags, how to plan and schedule your content on Instagram, and also how to measure your data and results on Instagram to make sure you're doing the right things at the right time. Again, data. Numbers are everything. There's one module for each of the topics, which includes a video, which is about a 10-minute video, so that's really short action, and also PDF guides that you can map out your own Instagram strategy ASAP. Not to mention there are four amazing bonuses included in this. My 30-day guide of different Instagram content ideas, my 30 call to actions guide, my top 10 free stock images guide so you can action, uh, access images ASAP, my ideal client guide also to ensure you truly understand your ideal client and so you can start posting the right content in, on Instagram and to grow your business immediately. You can grab my new program, Instagram Mastery for Business Owners, all for the one-time payment of $27 and you can grab that by going to the following link bit bit full stop ly backslash instagram course for business owners again the link to secure this amazing training to get you up and running and getting you visible getting you booked and growing your business on instagram for just 27 dollars can be found at bit.ly backslash instagram course for business owners and i'll be sure to include the links in the notes to this section of the podcast so you don't uh, have to be scrambling to try and write that down in case you missed it now let's jump into this amazing episode Welcome to the show, Felix. Welcome. Welcome, you too. Uh, and thank you very much for inviting me. Gosh, I'm so excited. And it is so lovely to hear your voice always. I feel like it's been forever since we were sitting on the back of the super yacht in the Maldives talking about all things business and in between jumping into the beautiful crystal blue ocean in the Maldives. And, you know, that's where we first met. So it's lovely to reconnect again um, with you as always, Felix. And I still remember uh, swimming to that little island, that little white sandy island. That was great. Yeah, it was so fun. And then for those of you, it was so funny too. We wanted to try to go fishing and they didn't actually have a fishing rod. So we had like this random like (laughs) water bottle in the middle of the night. It was like pitch dark. We're trying to like catch a fish. And finally another one, Sophie, a girl on the boat, she caught, what was it? A barracuda she caught? Right. Yeah. And I'm still so embarrassed. I was the only guy there and I dropped my bottle. Oh, that was so Oh my goodness, that was so funny. It was like the women all the way. So yeah, so, no, so it was such a fun time. And like I said, the power of meeting people face to face. And it was through those conversations over the last seven days that on the Mel Dives trip that mastermind that you and I built a relationship and I got to know you a little bit better. And I've been able to help you with some business stuff and you've you know helped me exponentially also. And that's what we're going to talk about today because today is going to be a slightly different show. And that's Today, we're going to share with the audience how you've helped me understand my own data to start making some changes in my business in order for it to grow. And I wanted to bring you on, Felix, because I feel there's a lot of podcasts that don't really share the nitty gritty behind the scenes, what it actually looks like. And I want to kind of cut through that surface level stuff today and go a little bit deeper about what you've been doing with me to show other businesses what it's like when you have to start thinking a little bit more strategically and not really wing it anymore. Um, So yeah, so today we're going to be talking about 
you know, my data. We're going to explore how businesses can also start doing the same. But the thing here, Felix, is I don't know how many podcasts you've listened, but before we get started, I always love to ask a fun question. Um, and yes, the question I have for you is, I know you were born in Sylvania. You now live in Germany. I know you travel all around the world, hence we met in the Maldives. Now, and I know you love quality food. You, you talked about it a little bit on the boat. You know, you love a good wine. So my question to you is, is what is your all-time favorite food, whether or not it's from your homeland of Sylvania or whether or not it's in your travels? It's Bograch. Okay, tell us a little bit more about that. <laughs> Sounds interesting. So, Bograch actually is a dish. Uh, Bograch is kind of a pot. It's a Hungarian word. Uh, part of Slovenia, where I come from, uh, is very close to, to uh, Hungary. Uh, and my mom, actually, not only my mom, but my, also my grandmom, uh, grandma, they uh, made perfect Bograch. Okay, and uh, it's kind of a uh, a pot where the, the that you put on on this tripod, and you actually cook it outside. Well, I I did it a couple of months ago with my boys, uh-huh. and it's actually a, a dish for poor people. The way they did it is they would put meat, all kinds of different meats, uh, pork and beef and whatever they had. Uh, some venison and and things like this, and they would put some um, onions and uh, potatoes. Uh, they would put a lot of spices <laughs> yep. in there. They would put the wine, and they would let this cook for three, four hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you would come uh, come and just take uh, your portion uh, in your bowl from that big pot, and that's Bograch, and that's my all time favorite. Uh, obviously, you, you you drink good wine with it. Uh, <laughs> piece of uh, white bread, super unhealthy, everything obviously has nothing to do with healthy uh, nutrition, but it tastes just so good. It tastes good. And I'm assuming too, again, I'm really big about memories, right? Like it sounds like if your grandma made it and your mom made it, obviously, again, it takes you back to what it was like in your childhood. And I think it's super important that those memories, you know, we bring them because I think, again, a lot of times it's not that we don't talk about our memories, but I think because we're so busy, you know, there's beautiful things can be triggered by smells, music, food, etc. And and the fact that you did that with your boys is really special also. So Bokrach, is that right? Right. Bograch. All right. Right. So that, now that we know your all-time favorite food, again, now you and I, we could talk about food for ages because we do love good food. Can you tell me a little bit about your business journey? So like, where did you start? What are you doing now? What does that look like? Okay. So um, I've been in business for about 30 years and all my business paths been around data. Uh-huh. I'm a data person. It's about data, about metrics, about dashboards, about reports, about analytics. And basically what I do, um, I help business owners and entrepreneurs leverage data for growing their business in a systematic way. Okay, mm-hmm. If you want, I connect the dots between um, having business owners and executives having the data and growing their business and connecting the dots in this case basically means uh, I'm helping them making better decisions faster. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that's like definitely, again, we'll talk a little bit more about what you've been doing with me shortly. But why do you think, you know, I guess, Felix, when businesses first start, and I think, I mean, I will throw my hand up. I've been in business now for almost a decade. And I can remember that in those infancy stages, data and numbers weren't something that I really focused on because I was really just kind of like, you're just in survival stage. Like you're just like, you know, you're trying to get websites up, you're trying to do messaging, you're trying to do SEO, you're trying to do that. However, 
as your business grows, and to be truthful, I also think there's a direct correlation that as your mindset also gets stronger, um, I personally have found that in order to start pushing for those bigger numbers, so if you're at like a four-figure business, do you know what I mean? Let's just say you you have to start thinking like a five-figure business. If you're at a six-figure business, you got to start thinking like, what would the seven and eight-figure businesses be thinking about? And from a data point of view, data is inevitable. So the sooner you can start getting this data and understanding what data to collect, regardless of where you're at in business, it's going to help you to be able to make better informed decisions. Because as you've, we, you know, we've talked about multiple times, data doesn't lie. Data is going to be what allows me and allow other businesses to make those informed decisions from now and forever. So what are your thoughts about data and, and you know, data doesn't lie? I mean, just to, to, to make it very simple, I think the data is... Uh, uh, what you call it, data. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> data, data, same thing. <laughs> potato, yeah. potato, right? <laughs> so I'm still a data, on the data side. Well, data is the fuel for your growth engine, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is kind of my motto for um, uh, for last decades where I've been helping executives leverage this data. And what you mentioned is nothing unusual for me. Uh, at the beginning, when you start a business, well, you don't worry about data. I mean, you've got yep. other things to, to, to worry about. But you start um, worrying, well, not worrying about data, but thinking about data when you'd like to grow, when you'd like to go from four to five figures, mm-hmm. when you'd like to go to, from, from uh, five to six, when you'd like to grow from six to seven. You know, this is where I see then um, uh, entrepreneurs uh, come back or come to me saying, oh, listen, I, listen, I got stuck, okay? And what I'd like to do is, I'd like to have something that helps me in addition to all the things I hear about. Yeah, I need to advertise. I need to do this. I need to do online trainings and, and, and so on. But there is some other lever- there are some other leverage points, and it's the data, okay? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's the only thing, but um, I basically strongly believe that uh, once you have, you have reached, let's say, plateau where you are right now, where you would like to be, say, okay, I'm here now, and, but I'd like to grow, one way of helping you to grow is start leveraging data. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for a long time, I've worked with my own clients, do you know what I mean, on particular types of data. So again, I'm really big about Google Analytics, especially like e-commerce businesses, understanding how many people are you know, landing on your page, how many people are adding to cart, how many people are checking out and all that. And that data is important. But what we're talking today is going to be slightly different. So you know, I want to focus in on what we're about to talk about because, again, I think this stuff, I mean, though there's data, all data is good data, I still believe, because you still need to make informed decisions. But today, we're not going to be speaking so much about Google Analytics data. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's mind-opening what we're about to talk about. And like I said, I will share with you my own experience of what I've learned with Felix shortly. But for those businesses out there, though, that, do you know what I mean, might not be convinced they're like, Ange, that's great. You're at a different spot in business. And that's great, Felix. You know, you work with 30 and 40, $50 million businesses and also entrepreneurs. That's great. I'm not there yet. I don't need to be looking at the data. Can you share with the audience how you believe data helps you to grow your business? Like what are some of those benefits that you see when people start actually looking at their, their data data? I mean, <laughs> there are just several things uh, that, that are important here. And if we take your case, and I'm pretty much sure you'll be uh, uh, talking about this uh, yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. Um, we, um, let's say, one of the things we start doing with you is uh, start measuring your time, mm-hmm. right? Start measuring what are you doing 
um, for how long, well, which activities are you spending how much time on mm-hmm. now? Um, that sounds kind of, yeah, <laughs> logical, normal, but the implication of this are probably, uh, well, <laughs> you probably confirmed this, are profound. Mm-hmm. Because what this forces you is, um, you know, one part of what, what I teach well, or I help my clients with, or I teach also my, my kids is I try to, uh, I always tell them, listen, you need to do the right things right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Now, if you have the data, let's say the, in this example of you measuring your time, you measuring what activities, uh, how much time are you spending on which activities mm-hmm. that implicitly and explicitly uh, forces you to see, okay, what am I doing? Okay. Mm-hmm. Am I spending my time on the right things first? Okay. And if you're spending too much time on some things, well, that means something that means that one or the other things you're not doing right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So this forces you then to rethink what you're doing. And that is just a very simple example how having the data forces you to make decisions that bring you forward. And as you said, that's those decisions will help fuel you for your growth. Do you know what I mean? It's like that engine that you were talking about, which is so important because especially if you start to grow, it's it's imperative that you're being able to make informed decisions. And then from those informed decisions, from the data, because the data doesn't lie, you're ultimately going to see growth or you, you don't have to see growth if you choose to ignore that data. Now, I will, I do want to dive a little bit deeper about tracking my time later on because in, in a little while, because I think there's a better spot for me to kind of dig deep. But what I will say is, it was mind blowing when we started tracking my time. And like I said, I'll share that in a minute. But yeah, it was absolutely like, woohoo, the benefit was there it was like the light bulb moment moment went on. Now, like I said, I've been working with, but I guess I want to back it up a little bit, Felix, because before we started even tracking my time, I've been working with you now for a little over half a year. And, and like I said, I've learned so much. But one of the very first things that we did together before we started even looking at time was my value growth chain. And when you first said this to me, I was like, what the hell is this guy going on about? Do you know what I mean? I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. I was like, but I like, again, I was like, trust the process. I was like, I've been with you on a boat for seven days in the middle of the Maldives. Like, I trust this guy. I'm just going to have to go with it. But it was a huge learning curve for me. So for those listening out there that are probably equally as confused as I was when I first heard heard this terminology, can you just define in the most simplest way, what does value growth chain mean? And how does it look to mean from a business point of view? All right. So let's do it short. Value growth chain, my definition of value growth chain, value growth chain is a set of business functions, processes, and activities that help you grow your business. Okay. Now, that's kind of theoretical. Practically, which means, well, I kind of identified throughout the last couple of decades that there are five really important business functions that we've got uh, um, in, in our businesses. Let's say on the left side or start of the value growth chain is business development or product development. Mm-hmm. Then it's marketing, lead generation. Then mm-hmm. it's sales. Then it's operations or product delivery. And then the last one is uh, financials. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, Angela, um, you look at any type of business, you probably you can fit 95% in, in, of, of the businesses into this kind of uh, schema. Mm-hmm. Now, where it gets really different is then when we start talking about the processes and activities within the, uh, these business functions. If we just take the business functions lead generation. Now, 
Um, what do you do for your lead generation? You run Facebook ads. You run Google ads. Um, you do podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, you do events. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that is different from industry to industry, but not only from industry to industry. It's different from individual uh, business owner to to uh, other business owner. Okay. So basically, it's um, it value grow chain depicts what you do in your business. Yeah. And like you said, I know when we first looked at the value growth chain, and like I said, there's five key components of the business development, the lead gen, the sales funnel, the operations and the finance. One of the things you then had me do was rate because you're like, Ange, we can't cover everything all at once. It's just going to be too much. Right. And you're like, and you had me rate, you know, what was most important? Like, I think the questions you asked me was like, what is the current coverage? Like how much am I currently reporting on these five key functions? And then you Mm -hmm. also asked be something I think it was along the lines of like what impact would it have to you in your decision making process if we improve the reporting right and so that again to me was really eye-opener because in some of those five out of those five key components I thought I was doing really well but then when I looked at business development I was like shit I ain't doing I'm not reporting anything so again it's <laughs> those assumptions that I think we make as business owners it's like yeah we've got this shit under control we're all good but again when you actually start putting pen to paper you're like oh actually nope I'm gonna need to improve that in order to hit those do mean bigger financial goals so it was super interesting being able to break down the value growth chain and understanding, like I said, the business development, the lead gen, the sales funnels, the operations and the finance. Because again, some elements I think I was doing okay in, but other elements it was like, oh yeah, you've got, do you know what I mean? You've got improvement to make here. Now, what can happen... And let me just quickly jump in uh, an, an anecdote. Well, it's not an uh, anecdote. What I've been observing um, when I do value grow chains with, uh, with my customers is usually they measure that those business functions where they're really good at, that yeah. they're really <laughs> passionate about. Yes. <laughs> you know? So yes. I see the value grow chain. Let's say if someone really likes marketing and legion and so on, they've got like five, six, seven, eight different processes and they measure the hell out of them. Excuse my French. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Yep. And then you go like, you know, I mean, the epiphany, you said, uh, well, on the business development, I'm not measuring anything, but there's yep. a lot of time you're investing in there. Okay. Exactly right. Like and I service. was doing it. I was like, but yeah, we ain't covering nothing. I was like, we're going to have to, do you know what I mean? We're going to have to up our game here. So yeah, it's definitely, but no, could businesses like say, I didn't know the value growth chain and I just met you on the boat and you're like, you're going to need to start getting some data, Angela. You're just going to need to do start doing X, Y, and Z. What could happen to businesses that jump in with random data versus like actually understanding their value growth chain? Like, could they compromise their decisions? Actually, like, yeah. How important is understanding the value growth chain per individual business? Well, I mean, see, if they are lucky, then uh, the the data that they've been uh, analyzing and reporting on it's actually really go- really going to help them, but. Uh, if they are unlucky, what that will mean, first of all, they'll be spending time and money on reporting, measure, measuring and reporting, and uh, the results won't help them a, a lot. Now, that's the least of the problem they will have. The much bigger, much bigger problem here is they will miss the opportunity to improve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Now, and most of business owners, I mean, who w- wouldn't like to improve? Who wouldn't like to grow? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, at when after you have reached certain stage, um, uh, then well, there is no growing without uh, having 
uh, actionable insights or data-driven insights. And this comes from the data. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, 100%. And I know that once we started looking at the value growth chain and identifying some things, the next kind of step you're like, Ange, you're not going to like this, as I think is the sentence you said to me, but you're like, <laughs> if you're serious about this, I need you to commit. And I was like, I was like, here goes the Sylvanian again. Do you know what I mean? I was like, he's, I was like, okay, hit me with it, Felix. What do I got to do? Right. And you're like, I'm going to need you to track everything. You just said, you know, I, you, I need you to literally track everything you're doing. Now I was already again, kind of air quote, do you know what I mean? Doing this. Um, it was I had it in my diary. I was looking at it, but what you did next was really next level. You literally had me track everything daily like legit everything. And you also then had me break it down even to be more specific. So though I was tracking my time, like I had an eight hour day or I have a six hour day, you wanted me to break it down into categories to which I'm now doing today. And I'll I'll talk a little bit about the transition that what I was doing when I first started with you to where I am now, because that again, I just want to show people the options in order to keep up with tracking. But, um, for me, as, as you said, Ange, what are your key functions? And I guess, well, let me back up a little bit. As you had suggested that I use a tool called Toggle, um, T-O-G-G-L, which has been great. You can have it on your desktop. You can have it on your phone. And it's also free. I use the free version. There's other components that are paid, but I haven't needed any of those. And you then said, Ange, what are your key components that you need to focus on? So like, we've looked at the value growth chain from the business development and the lead gen. And you know, so we looked at things like tracking my one-to-one consulting time. We looked at tracking right. my mastermind time. We look at tracking my 12-month group coaching program. We also are tracking my lead gen. We're also tracking what I, how many hours I put into creating my own podcast. Um, we also are, have a tracking uh, category for team management um, and admin. So there were specific uh, things that I do every single week um, that helped us to be able to understand where my time was getting allocated. Now, like I said at the beginning, Felix, I thought you were losing your mind when you were telling me to go into this much detail, but it is so important. I mean, so Angela, important. it comes back to make sure you do the right things right. Yes. You know, and the whole thing starts with you. Yes. Um, I mean, time, your time is uh, probably the only or one of the very few uh, variables that are uh, things that are really limited. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, just playing in, in, in this direction, um, tracking your time, knowing how much time you spend on which activities or which part of your business, it's essential if you want to improve. Yeah. You know? And I will say this, from this exercise alone, like the value growth chain, yeah, I liked it. Do you know what I mean? But for me, the toggle exercise was like, pew, do you know what I mean? It was like the data was crazy, like shockingly really, really crazy because as I said earlier, data doesn't lie. And when I looked at my data, the one thing that jumped out, so I was reading the toggle report, the one thing that I needed to look at very, very quickly was looking at my organizational structure and looking at hiring a salesperson. Now we're still Full disclosure, in the process of do you know what I mean, doing that, I'm working with someone now with rebuilding my organizational structure. We're doing a position description to hire someone, et cetera, et cetera. But, so it's not going to happen overnight, but the fact was is you helped me to identify by tracking my time that I was spending anywhere on average five hours a week doing my discovery calls. Now, I still believe it's important that I have touch points with those people I'm going to work with. 
but do I need to be the primary source doing that 30 to 45 minute, do you know what I mean? Discovery call? No. A salesperson can do that process. And if the person's ready, I can then get on a 15 minute call because if I'm spending five hours a week worth of dynamine discovery calls, that's five hours a week that is being taken away from growing my business. And what I mean by growing my business, my mission by 2025 is to help an additional, you know, 2000 women in business have the tools, resources and support they need to grow their business. And if I continue based on the toggle time that dynamine told me, and again, data doesn't lie, is if I continue to do those discovery calls every single, do you mean five to six hours a week, there's no way I physically have enough hours in the week to then meet my mission of helping that amount of women by 2025. See, Angela, this is just a really powerful demonstration of uh, what um, actionable insights or data-driven insights can do to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it made you rethink. It's, you know, it, it triggers completely different thoughts because, I mean, just this, this process. All right, so if I continue uh, uh, spending X uh, amount of hours per day or per week on this activity, how is that going to help me? Mm -hmm. Now, this is what data can do for you on one side. Mm -hmm. Now, it's up to you, Angela, to make decisions and take actions. Mm -hmm. Data won't help you there. It's, it's brought you there uh, that you need, you need to do something. Yes. Where data will then later help you, okay, is measure the impact of the decisions that you've made and actions that you've taken. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's going to show you, first of all, have you really reduced the time um, uh, spending on, uh, on your discovery calls? But what it's also going to show you, have you increased the number of uh, group coaching clients, which uh, if that would be on one of your goals, have you incre increased the revenues with this? Exactly right. Have you, what have you actually made better? in your business. Mm -hmm. Okay. I couldn't agree more with that because again, it's just like this information is presented to me, but the reality of it is, is that again, what do I then do with that? And so before we jump into that, because I think again, we're going to, well, I know we're going to talk about target values and actual value in just a minute, but one of the things for those out there that are like, Jesus, I can't do another thing. How do you now want mm -hmm. me to track my time? And this is the thing. It comes down to choice. Don't track it. Mm -hmm. Stay at a five figure business. Start tracking it and make informed decisions. The, the choice is yours, right? So again, right. I can't tell you what you do or what you can't do. But what I will say, this is for me. I started tracking Toggle myself and when I was on my desktop. But the thing is, is again, it's not an excuse, but the brain, my brain goes a million miles an hour. I can get easily distracted with shiny object syndrome and I can be halfway through a discovery call and go, oh shit, I forgot to hit the Toggle button. Even though it pops up and reminds me, do you know what I mean? I still would forget it. So what my team and I have done, and again, this is your choice. If you don't have a team, you're going to just have to suck it up and do it yourself. But my VA every morning is it's my job at the end of the day to make sure that my calendar has everything that happened. And it's a true reflection. Her job then is every morning to so then go and trans like manually input that data into toggle for me. Right. So that's one way that I've been able to ensure that I'm keeping up with my data every single day and have been now for <coughs> a good, like I said, I've been working with you for six months, but we didn't start tracking for probably about four months. But I can confirm every day that our data is still getting tracked. But that's what I had to do was I had to utilize and lean in on other you know, team members. But if you don't have shiny object syndrome, it is easy. Literally, Toggle will pop up anytime you start doing another activity as a reminder. I just I get easily distracted. So that didn't work for me. Find what works for you and just track your shit because it's super powerful. And if you don't, well... I don't know what to say. That sucks to be you. Do you know what I mean? But like, it's there. 
Toggle's a free resource. You just got to do it. But again, it was a game changer, just that exercise alone. Now, well, I could talk about Toggle all day because clearly I'm super passionate about it and what it's been doing do you mean for me to look at my business. But from looking at the time we've mapped out from the data numbers and I needed to start kind of keeping track of everything, can you share with the audience why, do you know what I mean, mapping out to like the degree that we did, I guess, Felix, is for example, we just didn't track like an eight-hour day. Why was it so important for me to track that into separate individual categories? Well, I mean... One thing is that you know how much time you spend in your business uh, uh, as opposed to how much time you spend with your lovely family, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that already um, <laughs> tells you quite a bit. But if you really want to improve, then tracking your time uh, helps you, as we already discussed this, uh, make decisions as to, okay, where are you going to put your super valuable time? Which activities are worth you spending time uh, on them and which activities uh, you may uh, want to start thinking about uh, outsourcing either hiring people or uh, outsourcing it externally. Now, I was uh, uh, kind of chuckling when I heard uh, that uh, your VA is uh, entering your toggle time. Great. <laughs> as long as it is entered, number one, and as long as you go and review that maybe mm -hmm. once a week, yep. okay, uh, at least uh, once a week. Well, and then at the month, uh, at the end of the month, you do the summary, okay, and say, so this is how much time I spend here. This is how much time I spend there. And is that good? Do, is this what I want? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if yes, well, continue doing it like this. And if not, well, change it. Make decisions, take action. And with that now, I do want to go into, so once we looked at my value growth chain and those five key you know, functions of it, we then started looking at the time. You then said, okay, Ange, I need you to start looking at your monthly target values and your actual values. Now, again, full disclosure, I'm still not on top of this as much as I'd like to be. But what I've had to do in this process, Felix, is give myself permission that I, I like, I didn't get here overnight and this is a work in progress. But I do want to showcase to those listening that this is where we're going, right? Um, again, but through the data, I think it's important that from that understanding the time essence and where things were is it's allowed me to then look at my organizational structure. So what I've had to do is I'm in the middle of basically rechanging my organizational structure and the hiring of new people, training new people and doing policies and procedures has what has trumped, do you know what I mean, my time at the moment in order to then be able to know that we're going to be more efficient and effective later on. So it's a work in progress, but I do want people to understand that once you get here, you then have to start, you know, understanding your target values versus your actual values. So can you give some examples about what were, do you know what I mean, what my target values are and what we're measuring and what the actual values are? I mean, the target values are just super important. Um, I mean, uh, if you would like to get somewhere, um, if you don't have the target, how will you know you're there? Mm -hmm. Very simple. Okay. Um, now, in, 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 in your case, let's say uh, um, you've got your targets or you may, if you don't have your targets for number of one-on-one -on -one coaching clients uh, mm -hmm. uh, and or uh, number of your um, uh, group coaching clients, mm -hmm. well, you look at your number, let's say it's 30. Mm -hmm. So what does this 30 tell you? Now, if your target is 20, 30 actual is really great. Mm -hmm. But if your target is 50, actual 30 is poor. Okay? Right. 
No, mm-hmm. target really gives the context to your actual values, mm-hmm. okay? And let me just give you an example from my business, from my agency business. Um, I thought, I always thought I was, I was very proud of uh, tracking all the numbers we need and doing everything with the numbers, right? Well, two years ago, we started at uh, Multibase, my, my agency company, um, we started uh, planning our resources, setting weekly targets. You know what the result was? On average, over 12 months, we have increased our revenue by 8%. Mm-hmm. On average, by, you know, just by putting like, I think, half an hour a week, one person uh, on, on our team plans the resources. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, 8% for us. Well, interestingly enough, 8% increase in revenue with no increase in cost. So it's pure profit. Exactly okay. right. Yep. <laughs> Boom. There you go. And it's one of those things like, again, when you're like, no additional resources, we just got better with what we had in front of us. We started tracking it. And you're just like, who doesn't want 8% increase in revenue with no additional costs? Like, it's like a an, an no brainer. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it was a bit of brain <laughs> involved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, but see, that's the power of uh, um, having the targets. You know? yeah. Again, I mean, remember one of the first things, first questions uh, that I have asked you uh, before we even started setting up our value grow chain was, if we were to meet 12 months uh, from now, and if you were to look back over this 12 months, what would have to have happened in your business for you to be happy with the progress? Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? I just wanted to hear your targets. By the way, this is a variation of uh, uh, so-called Dan Sullivan question. He's, he states this uh, question in a, in a bit different context, in context of three years and also personal life. Well, I kind of reduced that to 12 months and just the business. But, you know, um, when I was reading your email, I knew exactly where you want to head. Mm-hmm. Okay? Where, where, where you're going. Okay? And those things we put as your target. So... Yeah, um, exactly right. And, and even though, like, again, we haven't, again, full disclosure, we haven't been meeting those targets for a variety of reasons. Do you know what I mean? Staff, whatever. The thing is, is it's still in the forefront of my mind, right? So right. It's, it's not like I'm not burying my head in the sand. I'm not, I'm just going, okay, we still haven't made it, right? Or we still haven't, we're not doing the data as tight and as quickly in efficiency. So I'm like, great, we've got the toggle down, Pat, tick. Do you mean we're, we're hiring new staff, tick. Do you know what I mean? But it's, so it's like, Again, be kind to yourself. It's a work in progress. But again, I believe is when you write something down on paper and you put a date to it, it becomes a reality, right? So for me, it's just like, I know that my main, one of, I had five main goals for 2020. And one of those goals was to have a better understanding of my numbers and of my finances. And so this isn't going to happen overnight. So again, I take it's, you know, we're still not there yet. So my question though is, is, is this, is we've done the value growth chain, we've done toggle, we're now, you know, again, hypothetically say I was still really, really great with my actuals and my targets. What then comes next? Like, how do we go full circle? You know, where will we go from here, Felix? Okay, so what we've done so far is basically just, quote unquote, the measurement part. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, we have started measuring, uh, and to certain extent, monitoring Mm -hmm. what is happening in your business. Yes. Okay. Well, the next part will be, we'll start reporting, mm-hmm. okay? We'll create dashboards. 
we'll create reports, we'll create data stories. That will then, for parts of your value grow chain, but then also for the overall value grow chain, show how you are progressing on mm-hmm. one side. But what is even more important, we'll start, we'll design reports for you that will show you proactively where improvement potential is. Mm-hmm. Okay? What we one of the things we want to achieve is point out the problems to the problems before they even occur. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. See, and yes. this is also where your value grow chain will play a super important role because the more upstream or the more left side of the your value grow chain you are, the more possibilities you have got to impact your business. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, example if we look at your revenues and your cash flow on the financial side of the, uh, or at the end of the value growth chain, mm-hmm. well, if you look at the numbers and if you, if you don't like them, well, there is nothing, Angela, you can do about them today to right. change them, okay? The that's only right. thing you can do, well, that's see that so-called trailing metrics, right? Yeah. So the only thing you can do is say, okay, I don't like them, so what am I going to do uh, in order to change that so that in three months or six months, I like these uh, numbers better. Mm-hmm. But but if you go in your value growth chain and you look at your lead generation, your marketing business function, okay, and you see that you're not generating enough leads today, but there is something there may not be major impact on your cash flow yet. And may, they may, you are still not, you don't even see uh, that, uh, your target may be je- jeopardized, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you're clever, you know if you will not change the number of your, uh, uh, increase the number of your leads, then in two months, three months, five months, six months from, from now, your financials will not look like. Exactly uh, will, right. Will not look like you would like them to, okay? Yep. So, and this is where uh, your leverage is. And this is where we will then start creating dashboards and reports that will point you out uh, things uh, uh, like this. Mm-hmm. Dude, like I said, I know for some of you out there, you're going to be like, I need a cocktail. I need a mojito. I got to sit down and process this, but I can't emphasize enough the importance of just starting to know your data. Do you know what I mean? Bare, you know, bare minimums. But we've talked a lot about me, Felix. And again, like I said, I think it's been really important to be able to showcase the audience about things that I'm working on with my business. Again, there's, I get emails going, oh, you just don't know you're in a different spot in business. Here's the thing. doesn't matter what spot you are in business. Even if you're a $50 million business owner, there's still things you're learning to do better every single day, right? And for me, I'm getting tighter with my numbers and getting tighter with my finances. So again, I can hit the seven, eight, nine figure marks. So tell me though, what are you currently measuring in your own business? <laughs> All right. So what I'm measuring um, on the financial part, I'm always measuring cash flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that is for me, uh, I mean, I'm not, my company is not being uh, uh, financed by uh, banks, by uh, uh, private equity. Um, it's, it finances itself. So cash flow is the uh, financial metric we track. For us, it's you know just the, not not just the money we've got on the bank, but also accounts payable, accounts receivable, uh, so that we've got the right picture. So that's mm-hmm. one super important metric uh, we track. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I track revenues and costs? Well, my uh, office manager does. I actually look at cash flow only. Okay, okay? Yep. and I, I track that once a month. 
what what I track on weekly basis is the utilization in my agency business, right? Is mm -hmm. the utilization of my people, okay? Uh, as soon as it drops uh, below 80%, I start asking uh, project managers uh, questions. Mm -hmm. Now, um, upstream of the value of, of our value growth chain, where we are putting right now a lot of emphasis, a lot of tracking, super detailed tracking, is our LinkedIn campaigns. Okay. We've got a very, very active uh, um, uh, uh, team uh, who are trying to get a lot of connections. Um, we do active stack, passive stack, uh, and we track uh, everything from connections to MQLs to discovery calls to MQLs, marketing qualified lead, uh, leads to discovery calls to sales qualified leads and conversions. Now, um, our marketing manager tracks this on daily basis, mm -hmm. and I get the results on weekly basis. Okay, and gotcha. Yeah. Are the numbers I track currently. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And then though, I will go back to again, it always wasn't. It's like, again, you can talk and it's like, damn you, Felix, this sounds so easy. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, you've been doing this for years, right? So I think it's important for, because my listeners are a lot still in that infancy stage, right? Where they're like, okay, that all sounds easy. But as I said before, you've got to start somewhere. So you can either put your head in the sand or you can start getting a grasp. Because I'm telling you, if I would have known what I know from Felix now, five years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago, I can almost guarantee that my businesses would be in a very, would have been like with my first business, Finley and me, we would have probably grown a lot quicker. You know, I would have probably made some better decisions, do you know what I mean, with my cash flow and where I am now, you know, like again, the growth is there if you're prepared to put the time in and truly start doing this, do you know what I mean, the correct way. Now, for those that are listening and they're like, okay, you've convinced me, Felix and Ange, that actually I need to start looking at my data. What is the one thing you'd have them start doing today? Just like, like what's one little exercise that they could take pen to paper and start mapping things out, Felix? And sketch out your five, uh, maybe four, maybe six, whatever. Sketch out your business functions, um, business development, uh, lead generation, sales, uh, operations, finance, okay? And under those business functions, just sketch out uh, what kind of activities, what kind of processes are you running currently? Okay, mm -hmm. are you doing currently? And yep. then look at that and say, okay, where's the biggest leverage? Especially, where's the biggest leverage from the perspective if I start measuring this, if mm -hmm. I start reporting on this? And this is basically, Angela, what you and I have done. And that exercise is, well, a bit in intense, but it doesn't take long. Exactly. Yeah, I was just like, about, yeah, like. We're talking okay. about a couple of hours of your time. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but a couple hours of your time for the, the growth. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, like again, if people would have you know been planting the seed with me about this earlier on, it's just like two hours of your time. It's like I giggle at the moment. So in Australia, we have this thing called the export grant and I'm due to get some money back from the export grant. Uh, because again, when you market yourself in other countries, you can claim percentages of like your airfares, your tickets, et cetera, back. So you can claim it in your quarterly kind of activity statements that you have to do with the government, but you can then claim them back in this grant. And I was speaking with Eric down at James Shremko, who again, you know very well too, uh, event recently. And we were giggling because I was like, you know, potentially there's twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 that I could get back from this grant, right? But I keep avoiding okay. it. I keep, I'm like, oh my, because it's like, it'll probably take me a day, right? To go in there and get all like 
invoices, this or the other, a day, a day, that's it, Felix, right? To potentially get twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars back. And I'm just pissing around, do you know what I mean? Going, do, 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 like, oh, I'll just get on Facebook for another. I'm like, dude, what is wrong, right? So I've put in my diary, I've blocked out this day. But what I'm saying is, is it's like, again, I've got choices to make. Either piss around or don't piss around. And it's the same thing with you guys that are listening, right? Either choose to dig in and put two hours aside and start you know I mean? digging deep about those five key components and functions that we've talked about the value growth chain, start mapping things out because that two hours of your life is going to give you so much more leverage and momentum. So even though you might be resisting it, similar to how I'm resisting, do you know what I mean? Just going in there and getting these invoices that are somewhere for twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars like there's do you know I mean get push past the resistance. So I am pushing past the resistance and I've got my day booked to just go in there and do it. But again it comes down to choices. Now for those that are listening, Felix, um, and just love the advice that you've talked about today and are like, yep, I need to, even if I just start, you know, dipping my toes in this data stuff that you're talking about, Ange and Felix, where can, uh, where can the listeners find you? Well, I mean, they can just head over to uh, my website, uh, uh, growwithinsights.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can grab the cheat sheet, uh, a very short, simple cheat sheet I have created for them uh, yep. to get them started. Yeah, um, and they can uh, also listen to my podcast, uh, which is also under uh, GoWithInsights.com, dot com, mm-hmm. uh, where I uh, discuss uh, similar things. Uh, well, everything around data uh, with business owners, executive, uh, executives uh, like you are. Yeah, no. Well, it is as always such a pleasure to be able to hang out with you, Felix. But I do have one final question for you, and that question is: Is what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started in business those thirty years ago? Um, <laughs> I would see, I'm a numbers guy. Okay. And mm-hmm. for decades I have neglected marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as you said before, um, 10 years ago, if you were to start data, uh, using data, leveraging data, you would have grown faster. Mm-hmm. Well, that is what I could say, uh, for, for the marketing. And, you know, I'm a really novice and uh, actually an amateur at marketing, uh, but one of the things we are doing right now with my other business, um, uh, the LinkedIn stuff I, I mentioned, and this is just on such an eye opener. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would invest much more of uh, my time into learning marketing and also much more of my money into marketing activities. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And before we sign off, also please remember that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to share it, especially over on Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me at Angela Henderson Consulting, or you can share this episode wherever, whatever social media platform you love. Because again, this particular episode, as with all of my episodes, I think is super important for people to hear. I'd also love if you take a second to subscribe and or review this podcast because again, it helps not only me, but it equally helps other people to be able to find this podcast and help their business grow too. Thanks again for being on the show today, Felix. It was awesome having you as always. And for the rest of you, have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Felix. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.